Welcome to the Signal Mountain Bible Church Men's Vision Cast. Men encouraging men to live alive to the King and engaged with those the King has given us to, one day at a time. Welcome in, men. We welcome you to this month's Vision Cast, and I'm really excited. We are gathered here today. BJ and I are hanging out with Paul Kleckner and Jared Wilson, and I am really thankful and excited about getting to spend time with them. And as BJ and Jimmy Davis and I were here last month, literally within the last like few minutes of that vision cast, I was aware, yep, they don't know this yet, but I want to have these guys in and just us get to be together and just talk. So we want to invite you all, anybody who's listening, we want to invite you to just eavesdrop in on a conversation that we're going to get to have together today. And my desire is that you all would just hear a little of the heart behind a couple of guys who are offering time and resource into thinking about and wondering about and being an advocate for the men of Signal Mountain Bible Church, which is really special to me. So Paul and Jared, welcome. Glad you're here. And so we'll start start with... and I'm aware, we, we were just talking a few minutes ago that there are people that don't know each other in our church. So give a little intro about who you are, just some basics as we kind of get started this morning. We'll start with Paul. Yeah, Paul Kleckner. I'm the uh, super athletic, attractive, uh, intelligent guy you'll see around church. No, um, oh, this is so natural. <laughs> the uh, No, I've been married for 11 years, have three girls, lived up on Signal for three, four years. I've been going to this church about the same time. Painted your red brick house. Yes. Paint washed it, right? German schmeared is the technical term. Uh, And somehow we got to put in the newspaper for that, which I don't know. But um, (laughs) it was terrible. Slow Uh, news day. Yeah, it was just... (laughs) um, Yeah, and so we've... uh, I work for a software company called MongoDB. So I've been in software sales most of my career. And... That is about it on the intro. And next will be Jared Wilson. Yep, Jared Wilson here. Um, yeah, so we moved to Signal Mountain. It'll be four years ago this summer, and we started attending the church uh, pretty much right after moving here. It was the second church we visited, and we just knew it was home. Uh, we had a long list of other churches we were going to check out, and we never finished the list. <laughs> we stopped here. Um, so I am married to Jamie Wilson. We have three kids, uh, Vincenzo, Evander, and Reverie. And, uh, when we are not going to some type of sports practice or basketball or baseball or football or soccer (laughs) or badminton or or aquatics, we're not doing that. I like to run a lot. Uh, I do a lot of running with Josh and, uh, hanging out with groups uh, of guys playing board games. What's one board game that you really like? Yeah, uh, I know it's uh, Paul Dabney's favorite as well. That's totally a joke. (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, in that game is. Yeah, Betrayal at the House on the Hill. It's mm. a big haunted house, and nice. you explore, and you find things, and yeah, it's uh, it's kind of crazy, and it's really intense. It's not your Monopoly, but it's a lot of fun. Okay, yeah. so game night at Paul Dabney's house. We know which game he'll have out. So. <laughs> <laughs> we play our games. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna switch gears pretty quickly because um, just want to get to uh, hear a little bit about things going on inside of the two of you. So, more general, tell us a little bit about just you and Jesus, and not in a the pressure is on kind of way, but in a way of just what are what are some things that are currently present in you that you're thinking about uh something that has been stirring in you just you personally in your relationship with the lord yeah i'll uh i'll start us off as jared <clears throat> excuse me it's jared something that has been really pulling at my heartstrings for probably uh, maybe the beginning of this year is family discipleship and what that looks like and how well am I doing that as a, as a, you know, a father and a husband. And I think it's something that the Lord truly put on my heart when we started to meet, especially uh, as the men's ministry group and trying to look at getting to know and connecting with the other men in the church. The Lord put the, put it on my heart to lead a you know a small little book study where we meet every other week, Pruitts, you know, hour hour and a half, discuss what we read and eat and joke and laugh, and um, you know, thinking through that, I was you know looking inward and thinking about what has been on my mind that we could read about, you know, just trying to pick a book to start with. And I keep, or I kept coming back to that family discipleship. How do I love my family? Family. How do I lead my family? You know, I think these are all things that, over the years, as you grow and mature, as you know, a father and a husband, you struggle with, and, and it, you know, more or less at different phases. But anyhow, we stumbled on to, to the book um, "Family Discipleship" by Matt Chandler, and so we're reading through that one, and it just hit me like a, like a, um, a bag of bricks, right? So it opens up the book where it's talking about how, as you know, as fathers and as parents, we just struggle through the day until it's over, right? It's like we are just trying to tread water and get through until the kids are asleep, you know? And that just like resonated with me and for some days where it's just difficult. Life is hard and we have things that we are like fighting through, whether that's relationally or just, or physically or, or whatever. And then you get to the end of the day, the kids are asleep and you breathe a breath and you're like, and I, and I just hated that. Right. (laughs) You know, I just, I didn't want that to be my life because in the book it describes it and it actually got me emotional. It, It talked about how those days turn into weeks and how those weeks turn into months and those months turn into years. And I was like, Am I going to blink and is Chenzo going to be 18? You know, and we're going to have just survived. Mm-hmm. And um, so mm-hmm. that that's what's been on my heart and uh, trying to capture that. And so kind of dive into this book and looking at what that looks like. And we haven't really, if you talk to any of the, the guys in the group, we haven't got very far, but that's our, that's our hope. Um, and something, too, that, you know, along the same lines that really stuck out to me in, in the book, it references um, a line from Deuteronomy. So I'm going to read it to you here. It's uh, Deuteronomy 4, 
9 through 13. And it's not terribly long, but just hang with me. It says, Only take care and keep your soul diligently, lest you forget the things that your eyes have seen, and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life. Make them known to your children and your children's children. I'm going to pause there. How on the day that you stood before the Lord your God at Horeb, the Lord said to me, Gather the people to me, that I may let them hear my words, so that they may learn to fear me all the days that they live on the earth, and that they may teach their children so. And you came near and stood at the foot of the mountain, while the mountain burned with fire to the heart of heaven, wrapped in darkness, cloud, and gloom. Then the Lord spoke to you out of the midst of the fire. You heard the sound of words, but saw no form. There was only a voice, and he declared to you his covenant, which he commanded, which he, uh, commanded you to perform, that is, the Ten Commandments. And so if you kind of dissect that and look at it, you know, it's talking about uh, make them known, them, what is them, known to your children, your children's children. And I just, you know, reflecting on that, I'm thinking, the question that pops in my head, what, what have you told your children that has been a God-impacting moment in your life recently, right? Like, so what have you shared that impacted you in a major way in your life to your children, you know, pointing your children to God. And that was like a struggle, right? I, I don't know. And I just was like, yeah, I mean, there's these small things, but like what what big things? What what was it? So the, all those, and I think I'm just rambling now. But all, You're not rambling. <laughs> all those, We're with you. We're with you. Yeah, I appreciate it, Damon. All those thoughts just kind of working together in my head to figure out how I'm to lead my family towards God. So I think that's been my heart in a big way for the last couple of weeks. Love it. Really stirring. Um, and as a father of three sons, one moving towards 30, one moving towards 28, and one just turning 21, I would tell you that it does. I was talking with a man in our church recently over lunch about just the reality about how quickly things happen so and it is really hard in the in the moment to know that that changes um and that is something pretty heavy that God entrusts to us because um we're in process and all of a sudden you have a 21 year old so thank you PC go yeah um So I'm Jared's neighbor, and I can attest he's an amazing father and husband. Seriously, you really are. And um, you definitely inspire me in a lot of those areas. So thank you for sharing that. Um, You know, for me, I feel like I have a little bit of both similar things. So a friend of mine asked me the other day, like, hey, what's one word to describe where you are right now? And then uh, part two of that was like, what's one word for the year? And so the first word of where I am is just surrender. And I started a job a year ago mm-hmm. and shared a little bit of this at the annual meeting, but just with a new job, you compare yourself within sales. You're trying to, to stick out. You're trying to compete. You're trying to win. You're uh, in that rat race and just a lot of anxiety we're in right now, which is the world and everything in general, like comes with that. And I'm a pretty like relaxed guy, but just have felt that anxiety and pressure just over come myself a lot and mm-hmm. kind of suffered like a, a panic attack three or four months ago where I thought I was dying, called the ambulance and 
and, and nothing had really ever nothing happened. happened. It was yeah, nothing that's never happened before. I had no idea what was going on. Literally thought I was dying, and it was just a crazy. You know, it was it was, it was good. It was eye opening to change some things about myself, but it was also just like embarrassing. And mm-hmm. and now I kind of have. I'm like thinking about that constantly. And so I was just walking with, actually I was driving the car with Jesse, my wife, and I was just like, all right, I want to change my office. Or like, I want to go work from home. Or like, I want to go or work from a co-working space. Or I want to, uh, like, I need to change this. So I like won't have these feelings of like this, yeah, just these overwhelming feelings. And I kind of like went on a walk later that day and just felt God be like, why are you not coming to me? Like, why are you not surrendering this to me. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I am here for mm-hmm. to like cast your burdens on me. I care for you. Do not be anxious. Like just those things. And I was, uh, reading in Ephesians where, uh, for he himself is our peace. And so that just goes to my second point of just, what do I want of this year is just to have his peace. That is what he has come to give us his peace, to live in his peace. And very similar to Jared, just I'm reading a book uh, to not rivals Jared's, but uh, to also just compete <laughs> to throw out at you. But it's, <laughs> yeah, I love Matt Chandler as well. But it's called Habits of the Household. And I don't know the author, but you guys can look it up. It just has been an amazing book. Similar concepts of just how do you create the godly habits in your house to serve your family, but also just outside of that and work and. And so uh, there's days where I feel like, okay, I'm going to wake up and I'll be 45, 50, 60. And like, why am I caught up in uh, Justin Early is the author's name. Thank you, BJ, for the assist. And uh, so like, why do I get caught up in these feelings about work and uh, and uh, when just, yeah, time is going to go by so fast. Um, and I think Gary said the other day, it's like, it's not about the outcome. It's about the process. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing that I'm learning that it's like, God just cares about a simple question of like, do you trust me? Mm-hmm. And that's really it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like what I'm going through right now. So I just want to say, I'm just really enjoying getting to be with you guys and listen. It's really rich stuff. Let's shift gears again. Y'all are sitting here because I threw you under the bus during the last vision cast and said, y'all should do a vision cast. Um, but you're also sitting here because you have expressed some way with word and action that you're hanging around. And I think it's been funny because we've also been hanging out with Jason Susong as well. I have been trying to like say things like we're not trying to like lock you down, etc. <laughs> and in some of my early conversations with Paul, because I've been hang- Paul and I've been talking for months. I've been trying to not say stuff like, you're the men's ministry leader, you're the men's <laughs> ministry director, because you're not. But yeah. the <laughs> we have an announcement, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but but y'all are here. You guys are here. And I want to say, and we we talked about this before we started recording too a little bit, I just want to say thanks because you are offering yourself, you're offering your heart, you're offering your time, you're offering the resource of who you are, and it just it means a lot. It means a lot to our church. It means a lot to our church body, and 
the spiritual health of the men of our church is an incredibly important part of our church. Mm -hmm. It's really integral, integral. And I know that y'all are expressing in, in varying forms, I'm hanging in with that. I want to be a part of that. So my next question is, I would love for each of you just to say a little bit about how have you found yourself here? And try not to use words like coercion. And, <laughs> um, but how have you found yourself hanging around thinking, honestly, a good bit about men's ministry? <laughs> Jay Will, what would that be for yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, definitely was, you know, put the hood over my head, thrown into the van, and, and drove to the, to the church. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good. No, that's no. another way of saying coercion <laughs> without saying coercion. <laughs> right. No, it was, uh, I have always, I mean, since we joined here, getting connected with the men has always been something that's been special to me and, and hanging out and just having times to spend and laugh and joke and be together and share things that you may not share with just everybody. Right. And, um, so that's always been a really special time for me, especially the men's retreats. They've always, for me, that has been a highlight of my year where it's not just, you know, Oh yeah, that's kind of coming up, but no, that, that was always, uh, something I look forward to. And so it happened last year, uh, just before the world, I think last year, just before the world shut down, I believe so. Two, two years, years ago, ago, two yep. years ago, just before yep. the world shut down. That's why Sorry. you're longing for it. So yeah. Much for See, it. like, I don't even know time anymore. <laughs> do we, do we understand years? Um, yeah, two years ago before the world shut down. And so then, you know, last year, understandably it didn't happen. And then this year we were actually at, uh, Benastia's, place and we were having the men's cookout and I was sitting there, you know, um, I specifically went over and sat down next to Lewis, you know, and I started asking, just talking to him, having a conversation, talking about running or, or whatever. And then, uh, I, I slowly slipped in there. I said, Hey, so what, uh, what's the plan for the men's retreat? Are we planning on having that this year? And I was hoping honestly to catch him a little bit off guard so that he would, you know, come back with just like a yes or no. <laughs> but, uh, but then uh, he then caught you a little yes, off guard. He did. He did. <laughs> he, uh, he turned it right around and said, uh, we are, if you're leading it. <laughs> and so that's the beginning. No. And from there it was just kind of like, well, if, if I don't lead it, if that means that it's likely not going to happen, then that's something that I care enough about and really desire and want and, and see value in to pursue leading it. So I started doing that. And then that's when, you know, obviously I was talking with Paul a lot about what that looks like, where we should go and, you know, what we should do and how it should all be orchestrated. And then we got looped in with Damon who, uh, helped guide us and lead us and was, you know, really promoting it from the church side, which was excellent and really appreciated. And, uh, yeah, now we are where we are with it kicking off in April. So I'm super excited. And, you know, that's how I kind of got, I, I was about to say roped in, but I stopped myself. <laughs> how now, I got pulled now, into Jill, Will, Let me ministry. ask you a question yeah, as yeah, we've yeah. kind of hung out over the last few months together. Would you consider yourself a details person? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely type A. Jay if... Will is a really great details person, and it's really fun because when we will have conversations, usually within about a half hour after we've had our conversation, we get a text that, that Jay Will has just reminded us about things that we've so talked good. about, and I love that so much. It's so good. Yeah. It's really fun. 
Okay, PC, Paul Click. Uh, my favorite thing about Jared is when, like, when you get in those meetings, you're like, okay, what are we getting out of this? What's the takeaways from this and who's doing what? And which I appreciate because I, mm-hmm. I need those reminders. Mm-hmm. Like, what was the question? But um, the, the, uh, you know, I kind of grew up in like young life and, and for the, it's like a high school ministry and they have leaders and did that in Knoxville. And so I feel like that's like what birthed out of the idea of just being in discipleship and pursuing people. And, and so I just had that within, I think probably just my blood, I guess. And I came here because, or I started into men's ministry stuff just because I was, I guess, selfish and just wanted to have friends. Like it really wasn't a men's ministry thing. It was like, I just wanted to hang out with guys, not even in the church, just that went, lived in my neighborhood that happened to go to my church. But like, I just wanted to hang out and have a fire and get to know people. Does it seem like about seven years ago? It really that, does. That BJ yes. and I were videoing you and Noah in your driveway yeah. around the fire. Well, it seems like that ten, seems like, like so long ago. Yeah, it feels like ten years ago. BJ and I were talking about like getting guys together to hang out yes. and and you uh, have. yeah, we have. We just kind of met on a monthly basis. No agenda, just getting together and and just getting to know each other. And there was awkward moments and silent, awkward silence. And but it was just great and. Now we're good friends two and a half years later, mm-hmm. and people have come into the group. People have left the group. You know, people know each other better than other people know each other, but it's just a place to come. And I think that's, like, the biggest thing for me is, like, uh, you know, I share that panic attack thing, not for, like, sympathy or any – even – I share it just to the sense of, like, I like hanging out with other men, so I don't know that I'm alone in my feelings. Mm-hmm. And I like being – being and 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 fellowship with other men so i can say like okay do you suffer with this and do you struggle with this and and so a lot of it's from like selfish ambition to like have those relationships and need and and um mm-hmm. within this church and even outside of this church personally and so i feel like that's been a little bit of the involvement and conversations with you i think realizing okay, if you want to be a part of the chain, like just to be straightforward, like I didn't want to be a part of this team because I didn't want a guy to feel that I'm asking you a question or want to hang out with you because I'm part of men's ministry team. I want, I want you to feel, okay, Paul just wants to hang out with me because he wants to hang out with me. And I think you're not into the titles and the, and the whatever, whatever all this is, but I just recognize to be a part of the change, you have to like, be in the change. You got to be in the trenches, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and it's something that I love doing. And I'd love working and hanging out with Jared and thinking of ideas and and trying to meet the men where they are and create that. So, um, several months ago, we wound up at Sue Song's house and we just sat around the table. And part of what was impactful for me as I sat with him and the two of you is a just an awareness of there's some urgency that the time that we live in is challenging even if it's just in our own interior life it's challenging and then you multiply that into your family and all those things and then you multiply that into our church and our city and then you multiply that into Russia and then Ukraine and on and on it goes but I heard even that afternoon when we were sitting together I just heard a a longing and a desire for 
a brotherhood of men to really rely on one another and and really be present with each other. And so we'll begin to kind of close down here by just saying, not in a prescriptive way, but in a way that you've already been doing, if, if I were to ask you, what are your hopes for the men of SMBC as a brotherhood? What kinds of things would you say? So, Jay, Will, you're going to grab the mic again. Yeah, I got to got to steal from Paul. Yeah, got your rotation. Right, right. No, it works out. Um, yeah. So, <clears throat> I kind of, I almost want to piggyback on something Paul said and kind of highlight it is that we as men have so many of the same things happening to us, right? Like when I go to Paul's at fire night, you know, all the guys are there and someone will come and they'll share something and they'll be like, I'm dealing with this struggle. It's just so tough. And they'll explain what it is. And I'm like, that happened yesterday (laughs) at our house, you know? And, um, I just, I, I see this, I see this, imagery of men in the church as islands as these islands that we don't let anybody else on and that like sometimes you know our spouse is on and our family and things like that um but i just like have this heart that that is not how god envisioned our relationship with our quote brothers right um and i just i look at the upcoming men's retreat and i and i think what what do I want to get out of this? What what do I want this to look like and be about? And there's there's a lot there's a lot under the hood there, but I want us to come out of this knowing each other better. And that sound that sounds really simplistic, right? Um, but it's not. Like I want us to grow together, to grow deeper together, and to know each other better. I know for a fact. That as long as Paul's not in the middle of a call, if I walk down the road, a handful of a handful of houses, I could knock on his door and he'd go for a walk with me and talk. I know if I said, "Hey, Josh, you want to run an obscene amount of miles tomorrow morning and talk about something really difficult?" I know he would do that, and I know that I could share things that are, you know, to your core tough, not just the eighty percent, the you know. Uh, yeah, like I stubbed my toe, right? But like the stuff that you, you don't tell everybody, you don't tell, you tell your spouse and that's it, right? <laughs> um, and and I, I desire that for the other men of this church. I see guys come in and, and I'm, I've done it in the past where you come in, attend the service and you leave. And like, it just, I see a lot of the relationships growing in the last couple of months as we're starting to do more of church together, you know, in terms of uh, just post COVID or what, what that looks like and everything. But I want to grow those relationships with other people to where they have the comfort that I know I have with my close friends in the church. We need to be brothers and not islands. And that's what I want to see like come out of the men's ministry and, and everything really here with what we're doing. Paul, what would you say your hope about just the atmosphere of the brotherhood of men at SNBC would be like? First man, that was really good. So I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm like, the, <laughs> that was really strong. Yeah. Like the crazy <laughs> uncle following the father of the bride after a rehearsal dinner or something. But, um, <laughs> It, it, it is oddly very, very similar to what Jared just said. And 
you know, I, I think it's, this is not about events we put on or discipleship programs or retreats as amazing as they are. It's about relationships. That's the only thing that lasts. It's the only thing people talk about. And to me, I think you have a choice. Like you have a choice to either say, no, I'm going to stay home and stay in my PJs and I'm going to you know, be a father, which is important, or I'm going to do these things for work, which is important, or I'm going to exercise, which is important. But you also have another choice, which is like, I'm going to go pursue these men and I'm going to hang out with these men. And as much as I love the men that I hang out with here, there's plenty of times where I, I want to stay home and not do it. There's always something that can come up. And so I think just, I want to see more men. And I say this with, with all respect, but just making that choice, making that hard choice to pursue other men in the church. And because to Jared's point, we do as men, we live on islands. We tend to say like, I'm strong enough. Like I can fight through this. I can do this without help. And the point I made earlier is just, I I want to know I'm not alone, like in the suffering and the struggle. And so that's what I'm hopeful for. Just that people won't feel that way, that people will, especially men would choose to engage other relationships here and that's hard and that's not easy. Um, yeah. And that's, that's definitely a struggle, but I think that's, that's our hope here is just that we would create places and opportunities for men to just engage in fellowship together. BJ, thank you. J will. Thank you. Click. Thank you. It is our very strong conviction that the spiritual health of the men of Signal Mountain Bible Church has a very profound impact on the life of our church. Not the only impact, but we believe that it is a really important part of the life of the church. And so I'm thankful to get to just hear some stirrings inside of the two of you about those things and really, really enjoyed the conversation. Jesus, I want to thank you for these moments. It has been a blast to share this time with my friends. And I want to thank you that we are not setting ourselves up as a perfect group of people that just have everything figured out. We're we're searching, we're looking, we're taking steps, and we're asking God, would you grow in the brotherhood of Signal Mountain Bible Church a hunger for you and a desire for one another that would continue to grow and increase. And we ask God that the the spiritual health of the men of our church would be a blessing to this body and to this community. So we we're asking for your help. Would you would you help us as we grow along the way? Thank you so much for moments together. Thank you for anybody who is chosen to listen and or listen all the way to this point. And I pray, God, would you richly bless them? Would you use a word, a thought, a phrase that's been spoken here just as a place of courage, just a spark of you meeting with them in in this moment, this particular day? So thank you. We thank you for Signal Mountain Bible Church. But primarily, we thank you, Jesus, for you, for your life, for the sacrifice of your life, and all that is possible because you are alive in us. So we bless you today. In Jesus' name, amen.